0: And now Dan Apples connecting the dots. Dun, dun.
1: flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away
2: Well, good Sunday afternoon, and welcome to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. And uh, my guest today will be uh, retired U.S. Marine Corps Colonel Bill Cote. Uh, Bill was involved as a intelligence training officer. He was the head of the intelligence, the re, uh, U.S. Marine Corps Intelligence uh, Service in the Middle East and Iraq and he retired as the uh, commandant of the Damnak Marine Intelligence Training Center just outside of Quantico so uh, Bill is uh, a very very good friend we just had uh, kinda coffee together not long ago to talk about a very similar subject to what we're gonna be talking about today but uh, Bill I hope you enjoyed reading this uh, announcement, this newsletter I sent out as, uh, as much as I enjoyed uh, writing it, because uh, it sounds like you and I, we are always on the same page on this stuff, and uh, I am so proud to have you as a friend, but I am also so proud to uh, uh, have friends who understand so well what has happened with the establishment Republican Party. And we're going to be talking about that. And we may be, Bill, we may be joined uh, by uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ivan Raiklin, who was on with us uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I asked Ivan if he would uh, try to pop in at some point, because I want to introduce you guys. Uh, You guys are so similar and have such similar ideas about things. Uh, and he has literally been setting Washington, D.C. on fire. He's got them so pissed off that uh, all they want to do is assassinate him. So uh, all I could tell you is that this might be good if we can uh, get you two guys together because you'd have a lot of fun. Uh, incidentally, Rick Jor, I know, is watching this. I invited Rick to... Uh, Uh, join us at any point that he wanted to join in on the conversation but he said no Bill is so good I want to leave the whole program to Bill so uh, with that said Bill welcome to the program got me now yeah we've got Uh, you now good to see you my
3: friend good to see you I'm a little bit analog guy in this digital world I have two computers going and one of them is having problems, so I had to switch to the other one. So, sorry about that delay. but uh...
2: Well, that's no problem. You're here, and that's the important thing. Um, we, we had a great discussion the other day. We, we won't go into all the details on that, but, uh, you know, it's all part of the same thing. We are being led down the primrose path by a unit party filled with establishment insiders that are taking turns playing good cop, bad cop, while they screw us so badly uh, that we, you know, we we aren't going to survive this unless we put an end to this nonsense and start getting back to the basics of what constitutional government is all about. So you you read my newsletter, I'm sure you got a grin out of it because it's true.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I you know I I think you're. Uh... <clears throat> Your comments on on the program and the uniparty. I think it's really kind of. I think it's worth going by, going back and saying, you know, <clears throat> really, what is what is the uniparty? But like, and I think you laid it out really well. I, you know, I'd call it the unified global government party. Um, I think that uh, there are people. Well, let me ask this question: Out of five hundred thirty-five elected representatives in Congress and Senate, what percentage of them do you think are um, legit, legitimate, patriotic, Constitution-following Americans? Like well, percentage.
2: I think in the House, you'd have to say it's the uh, House Freedom Caucus, which, incidentally, Matt Rosendale is one of those, and uh, Matt is a personal friend. I like Matt. He's a good guy. Um, he may be joining us, too, at some point, because I offered that he should, because uh, I'm going to bring up the subject of uh, Tim Sheehy. Mm. Uh, we just saw the Uniparty come out, and, uh, of course, the establishment people are always the same, the same ones, but guys like uh, uh, Steve Daines, that, oh, man, they can't get behind a guy fast enough. And the fact is, is uh, according to uh, Montanans for Limited Government, uh, she sent out a great article about uh, the uh, connections between Kim Sheehy and all the DEI and uh, ESG crap that is being pushed by the globalists. And uh, man, there's so many connections there, you can't believe it. I mean... We, we've even got some of their own writing on this, and all I can tell you is that they believe in U.N. Agenda 21, and they believe in, uh, in environmental social governance, and they believe in diversity, equity, and inclusiveness as part of their uh, political platform, they ain't Americans. They ain't constitutionalists. They ain't anything but globalists because that's what's at the heart of the whole globalist Marxist movement. And guess what? The guys that'll sign on to that are the same ones now that are trying to represent us as Republicans. And I'm sick of it.
3: Well, I, you know, I mean, you know, we've we've talked about this for years. You know, I I believe that You know, it's been a single party for a long time. But my question would be is, what is the Republican Party, party, you know, I'm going to target them specifically because I'll look at the Democrat Party and I'll say, if you want to see what's going to happen in our country, listen to the Democrat Party. Because the Republicans won't stop it. Right, right. You know, and so, but the Republicans will tell you who they are and what they are and they'll never do a thing. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is, what has the Republican Party done for you in the last 20 years? As, as, as a citizen of Montana or a or uh, citizen of this nation? Not what a have thing. they done to make your life? Not, not, not a thing.
2: Not a thing. And as a matter of fact, they've made my life pretty miserable, uh, in truth, because the establishment have been the ones that have kept us from moving forward with constitutional government. Well, the the whole thing to me
3: is that the American people have lost their ability to use common sense and apply any analytical rigor to anyone that's running for office.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, for me, it's it's uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I I say, okay, this Tim Sheehy guy, who is he? Where did he come from?
2: Well, he's uh, I don't know if you read uh, too much about him, but uh, you I, know, I have. But I'm I'm just gonna let. You. I'm kind of throwing out a, a little bit of a lure
3: here, mm-hmm. and, and I'll let you talk about him a little bit, and then I'll then I'll throw out some questions, basically for your audience.
2: Well, yeah. and uh, Thumper's with us today, and we've got some of the articles that have been uh, published uh, uh, about Tim Sheehy, and he's actually interviewed for many of them, so that he can uh, tell people firsthand how much he believes in ESG. And uh, in DEI and in all these uh, Marxist, socialist, crappy programs that are pushing us into glo- global government. Uh, keep in mind, now, he had a uh, a public offering back in January. <laughs> uh, he is now a publicly traded company, I believe, I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, I think it's B-A-E-R are the ticker symbols uh, for his company. But um, guess what? Almost all of his all of his uh, contracts that he's got are with the U.S. federal government. Well, talk is about that... in bed with the government. You couldn't get any more in bed.
3: Well, it's it's called. It, there's there is one parasite in this whole thing,
2: and it is the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. But so okay. <laughs> well, trying to pick the parasites in this one is like trying to uh, trying to. Uh, be, Diagnose a wormy dog. I mean, there's so damn many worms in there, so many parasites in there, you're not going to find one. Well,
3: the thing that really kind of I don't know uh, gets me is a, a friend of mine that I served with in the Marine Corps sent me a uh, sent me an email and said, "Hey, I see another uh, Navy SEAL is in the politics in Montana." Um, because he thinks about uh, the, our other Navy SEAL, Ryan Zinke, like I do. And uh, he, um, I'm like, well, who is it and whatever. And he sends me a picture of Ryan Zinke putting a medal on a Navy SEAL lieutenant. So Zinke is a mm-hmm. congressman from Montana. The Navy SEAL lieutenant is from uh, Minnesota.
4: Hmm.
3: And just, you know, I mean, I did spend mm-hmm. 30 years in Rinkwater. And that's I've the right one. I have only I, only know of two. I've seen pictures of two officers having a political figure pin a medal on him. One was Ryan Zinke having um, uh, Governor Schweitzer do it. And now I see Zinke doing it on this guy. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, we should be asking the question, who is he, and where does he come from? And if you tell me you're going to vote for someone because they serve their country in combat, I'm going to tell you you're a fool.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And and I served my country in combat. I served my country for 30 years, but I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to vote for me because of that. I would right. ask you to vote for me because I was I was uh, interviewing for a job and I was bringing something to the table other than a slogan. Mm-hmm. I mean if the only thing you're bringing is a slogan and and the uniform you wear you know we've got uh, I, I mean this is just me Dan. But I I would say if, if we have five percent patriots in the whole U.S Congress and Senate I'd be surprised I would too I think I think our whole political system is nothing but theater mm-hmm. have you ever have you ever seen or listened to that uh, comedian Russell brand mm-hmm the yep. British guy. Mm-hmm. I was I was listening to him, and and I think he's I think he's a genius. But um, he was talking about U.S. politics being all theater, and and you know I'm like, it, you're 100 percent right. It is all theater.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We're never we're never given what we're promised. What they talk about never comes to being. Uh, um, nobody's ever charged or held accountable for what they do. And and so this. The, THE BIGGEST DELUSION OF THE AMERICAN PEOPLE IS THAT THERE IS A CONSERVATIVE PARTY. THERE ISN'T.
4: Mm-hmm. THERE
3: uh, it, it WAS A BUSINESS QUOTE, BUT um, uh, LIKE THE ARMY RANGERS HAVE USED IT, TOO. THEY SAY, TWO IS ONE AND ONE IS NONE. HAVE YOU EVER HEARD THAT? TWO IS, two is ONE AND ONE IS NONE. IT'S ABOUT REDUNDANCY. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'M LIKE, WELL, THAT'S THE POLITICAL PARTIES IN OUR COUNTRY. TWO OF THEM IS ONE. And one of them is none that represents us as, as the United States people. And these people have a visceral hate for the Constitution and at least the first 10 amendments that are negative. Uh,
2: uh, negative rights.
3: Yeah. Negative rights for the U.S. citizen. They they would they, they, they are trying to abolish them at the cyclic rate.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I mean, Romney the other day, Romney, he's a Republican, Right. He's a conservative, no. right? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm just yeah, being I facetious, don't. but he yeah. but he says he says that uh, government should have the right to uh, monitor us and edit and, uh, uh, you know, uh, monitor and you know prevent us from saying what we want. I mean, he basically yeah, okay. said we should shut down the First Amendment. They should we should the government should use big tech to monitor its citizens. Well,
2: I think. Uh... We ought to use big Tech to monitor a Congress., uh, that would be really good. That would be the only use yeah. I can think of big tech that would be worthy at this point.
3: Well, let's be honest, big tech has already monitored everybody out there. That's why they do what they tell them to. yeah, well, I mean big, big tech ha- I mean, I mean we have to really kind of we we have to we have to be aware of the evil. you know, one. When we would deploy to another country, we'd spend all of our time looking at what the enemy's capabilities were, his most likely course of action, his least likely course of action, what his training, his techniques, his capabilities were. We'd study all that. But we don't do that. Like in this Christian American world, we don't even know who our enemy is, and we don't study him. Mm-hmm. And until you're, until you're really willing to um, a face on evil, you're never going to fight
2: it. Well, it's
3: amazing. You, oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, Bill, you've got to be willing to admit that uh, evil is so much more uh prevalent than we ever thought, too, because you know, we're, we're all guilty of trying to uh, it's, it's called hopium, that's what James Corbett calls it, hopium. We're, we're hoping that somebody is going to be the real deal and do what they really say they're going to do and all that. And 90% of the time, 95% of the time, we are so disappointed when they are what they really are. <laughs> and we don't get the hopium shot that we need. Well, I, yeah, I just, the whole thing that...
3: I mean, to me, it's just almost devastating when I think of what what the what the political party has done to our to our country. And, and you have to look at the root of it is is it's all a push towards globalism, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. It's it's all about global government. It has it wants to erase you know probably the the greatest founding documents that have ever been written for mankind
4: mm-hmm.
3: that 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 were written to give us liberty. Here, here's the shame, and I was talking to uh, my son about this the other day, we were talking on the phone and I, said, and I said, uh, you know, the problem is, is we want government to leave us alone. That's all we want. You know, mm-hmm. we want to live our lives in this peaceful umbrella of Liberty and being able to do we want. And, and what we have forgot is that there is a parasite and it. And it really is our enemy mm-hmm. It's going to consume everything that we produce unless we put it back in its box. And I was at church this morning that the, the uh, pastor was giving a sermon, but he was talking about in uh, in London in 1908, the London Times ran an article and said, what's wrong with our country? And this guy, uh, G.K. Chesterton said, wrote back and says, hey, in response to your, to your uh, article, I am. And in response to the article, of what's wrong with our country? It, it's me. Like it, I, I've seen you in this fight for the last ten years, and, and I've kind of been on the periphery. But for for the most part, it's us as American citizens.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We've wanted this peaceful life of liberty without no cost. You know, we were well. well I'm just going to pick the least of two evils.
2: All right, right. You know? And it can't be <laughs> as bad as everybody says it is. Because how could it get that bad? Well, it's gotten that bad because we've been asleep at the wheel for 150 years.
3: Oh, yeah. But, I, but you know, really, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think the pivotal point, really, for, for our country, and don't get me wrong, we've been under attack since, I mean, we could start really um, a long way, but, you know, key, key times were 1913 with the uh, Federal Federal reserve 1922 with the council on foreign relations but i think the thing that really tipped the scale this is just uh, it, one of the big things i think is when they assassinated john f kennedy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they 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 put together a bold lie they had the warren commission everything is backed up by uh, uh, <clears throat> by government documentation you know that a loan uh, lee harvey oswald with uh what was the mauser no, the it was a
2: manaker carcano six point five that's, that's right. It, and it, it was, was even the worse. Deepest, lousy gun that you ever saw. It couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and it had a four dollar scope on it that wasn't even mounted correctly if you saw the pictures. Right. And, yeah. But but what I to saying is that that
3: was that first pivotal point where um they said, you know, we got away with it we assassinated a president and and we got away with it and the perp the perp is dead and the people have bought it Mm -hmm. and and now we we look at what we have sitting in the white house i mean two unlikely characters you couldn't dream of
4: Mm -hmm. you're right
3: and and i was talking about somebody the other day and i said well they did it because they had to prove that they could do it
2: yeah Bill, that is exactly why the Kennedy assassination was handled the way it was. They wanted to find out how absolutely absurd they could create a narrative, how how absolutely absurd that narrative could be, and the American people would buy it. And, I mean, I was 13 years old at the time, Bill. I think I told you the story. That was my first epiphany. I was 13 years old. I subscribe to a publication called Shotgun News. Uh, I like military weapons, and I would buy a few now and then. And I'll, but the the six five Carcano, you could buy them for three dollars a piece because they were such junk that nobody wanted them. And the possibility of getting off three accurate shots in two seconds with a 6.5 Carcano was absolutely zero to the 10th power. I mean, That's good. You, you know, if they'd put an M1 Garand with a good quality scope on it, a sniper scope or something, maybe, maybe it would have made it believable. But to well, put that, that exactly. piece of crap up there and that story, I know they were doing it just to see how much crap we would swallow and they could get away with it.
3: Well, and, and and you know it gets back to to the why, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I, I everybody's got different theories, you know, and, and and it's kind of important to this conversation, right? John mm-hmm. F. Kennedy was a Democrat, right? I, I grew up in a Democrat ho- household that was very conservative, mm-hmm. uh, the working man kind of thing, and um, and uh, our our friend Bob says that. Uh, he has some uh, hundred dollar bills that you know uh, that say instead of the Federal Reserve notes, say U.S. Treasury. Oh Kennedy no, no, they're
2: five dollar, five dollar, and and uh, and one dollar notes. Yeah, absolutely, because he was challenging the Federal Reserve, and he decided that it was uh, executive order. Um, I believe it's one 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 zero. Uh, put the treasury back in the business of creating our money and it was backed 100% by silver. 100% by silver. Okay. Now, uh, fast forward. Kennedy gets whacked. Johnson's on the plane to Washington, D.C. from Dallas. What was the first thing he did? He rescinded that executive order and the next thing he did and i know because i was i was 13 years old when they did it uh they they montana was one of the last two silver states in the united states okay we uh, mm-hmm. we would walk around with a pocket full of silver dollars instead of dollar bills i mean i i had a bunch of silver dollars when i was a kid because i was a shine boy anyway uh, long story short, uh, they uh, the next spring, uh, Linda Johnson takes silver and takes it out of our currency and ends it. They come to Montana. I, went, I walked out to the Galton Airport, Galton Field. We watched them. They flew in C-130s and loaded all the Brinks trucks from all over the state. Into that C-130 and flew it out of Montana, um, and I think there were two of the C-130s. I think it took two of them to get all the silver out of the state. But uh, and and then what was the ultimate, the ultimate deal? This is this is like slap in the face. They put Kennedy's face on the last silver half dollars. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, it's like kiss mine. You don't you can't make this stuff up. These people are absolutely diabolically evil and they want to transmit that to the American people because they think we're so stupid we can't figure it out for ourselves.
3: Yeah, I mean I just I, I, I look at all I look at all this stuff and getting back to that the one party system again, like um, I look at these people, I look at uh, Romney saying that we should be monitored and our speech should be limited by Big Tech and that uh, that uh, Dan Crenshaw, the Navy SEAL from Texas, says that he supports red flag laws against uh, veterans, um, well, against anybody. But um, mm-hmm. I look at Steve Daines in 2022, the one of the first senators to go over to Ukraine, and I got a letter and it said, uh, you know, we need to, this is terrible what's going on here. People are getting killed. We need to send more lethal weapons over there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
3: And I'm like scratching my head. I'm saying, you know, I'd like to take him and Lindsey Graham and um, Blumenthal and put them over in a uniform. Yeah. yeah, Put them, put, put them over in a trench for a while and let them send letters a little artillery for a few weeks. And then we'll see what kind of a, a language they're speaking, but the point is, is, is war is a munder money laundering operation. And I had the red, white and blue tattooed in my heart and I went not serve my country. And I believed we all, all this. Well, you know, it all became hogwash over the course of time, you know, I, I, you know, we, you know, they are, they are the Iraq war. I, I I get really frustrated because people go, well, somebody wore a uniform, let's vote for him. Okay, George, George W. Bush wore a uniform, mm, how did that work out? Jimmy mm-hmm. Carter wore a uniform, hmm, how'd that work out? We can go down the list, but mm-hmm. um, the point is, is, is we as American citizens need to give uh, the common sense that God gave us, we need to put it uh, into a practical um, matrix of who we vote for and who we don't. This, this one party system, is killing our country. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely destroying our country. And these people will fight Democrat and Republican, and they'll get in a fist fight over it, and they're both supporting the same means. You know, yeah, I, I asked yeah. years ago, I said, which parties uh, increased uh, government regulation? Well, they both have. Okay. Which parties increased your tax? Oh, they both have. Which parties increased the size of while go- Well, they both have. We can go down this list, and there's absolutely no difference. We had um, Republican president, Senate, and Congress, and they never ever did anything when they had the full full House, full full House, Senate, and and Executive branch. They never did anything. They Couldn't never stopped even funding. Never yeah. even stopped funding pa- Planned Parenthood. So tell me right. how you're pro life. Yeah, you know what I mean. We can go on down the list, but they never did anything. Well, I mean, well, the only true. ones that prevented, prevented Trump and I'm not this big trump guy I'm just telling you the only one that prevented his agenda from going forward were the Republicans mm-hmm. for the first two years because the Democrats didn't have if that isn't a glaring you know example of where we're at and where we're going um I, I really believe quite honestly that um without a moral fo-
2: foundation it's all done anyway yeah I agree I agree and and, and-, and- Bill, when you talk about this, um, how how the uh, deal with uh, Steve Daines and going to Ukraine and all that? Steve Danes was the guy that was supposed to be representing uh, the the Georgia recount at at the uh, Senate on January sixth. He was one of the first ones to bail. Uh, right. I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I say this. I'll never vote for Danes again. I'll never vote well, for Danes. Well, would, I, I wouldn't
3: either. I mean, but the point is, when he sent me that letter about sending lethal weapons, I said, do you have any idea what you're talking about? I said, our problem is politicians have been running wars for the last 20 years, killing people in other countries. More lethal weapons kills more people. I said, how about securing our borders? This is what I said. How about you stay home, stay off junkets, and you secure our borders? Not a um, peep. Not a peep, you know, did you? Not a peep. They've they've never responded to anything I've sent them. But here's an interesting thing I was thinking about and I think you probably find it a little interesting. Um, in the eighteen hundreds, the opium wars in China, right? Mm-hmm. Um the British uh what was the name of the shipping company? Um Yeah. Um Anyway, the big,
2: the British were,
3: yeah, it'll come to me in a sec, but, you know, the British were importing all this tea, the Brits got hooked on tea, they loved it, right, and they were draining all their coffers, they, you know, they, all the silver was going out of the country to buy tea from China. Well, then they found out about opium, and they started mass-producing opium in uh, India, and so then they started importing opium into China, and they had all these all these Chinese people, you know, the opium dens. It was just devastating on the Chinese people um, in the 1800s. The Chinese learn lessons very well, though. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in our southern border with fentanyl. How many? How many American citizens have died in the last year from fentanyl? How many? Over a hundred
2: thousand every yeah. year for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and how many of are hooked to it and and we go on and on and on you know they're important in our southern borders so we have senators saying we should we should protect ukraine but not united states
2: mm-hmm.
3: well we have no business being in the ukraine
2: absolutely not.
3: zero zero business being in ukraine and you can't do anything to protect our southern borders the only way to stop this 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 death and this drop um the drugs coming into our country is to stop it. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing to stop it. They can. You, there's no conservative thought in these people's brains.
4: Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: I mean, I, I just I find it absolutely fascinating, Dan, that they, they would stand up there and say, you know, that they're here to support us, protect us. I, I don't know anything that they've done. In in the last twenty years, maybe maybe longer, oh, I yeah. can say I can yeah. I can put my finger on it and say you know this was this is good for our country and you know they might say well uh, we got rid of abortion no you didn't the the the, the Supreme Court did mm-hmm. um, oh, and it we, wouldn't we have defended. gone
2: there if you hadn't allowed it in the first place
3: that's yeah. right yeah uh, well, I mean keep in
2: mind one of your probably one of your heroes is Smedley Butler. In 1936, he wrote the book because he was exposing the military-industrial complex in 1936. He wrote the book, War is a Racket, and it exposed how J.P. Morgan and all these multinational banksters had absolutely gotten rich off war for, at that time, the past 35 years.
3: Oh, yeah. And, And what happened to him? hmm exactly he was killed on okinawa i mean here here's here's the deal um have you ever yeah you've probably read the shadows of power by james burloff oh yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know it's it's kind of one of those books every american should have to read mm-hmm. you know it goes down through the history of of war um i don't, I don't know i'm just kind of uh, i i think that i think that the solution is that um we would have revival in our country because the truth of it is these people somehow believe there's no ultimate accountability for for what they're doing um this is this is this is the destruction of lives i mean what about covid what did the republican party do for us when a bioweapon was released in our country Mm -hmm. or i should say what did the one party what did the uniparty do nothing mandated vaccines,
4: mm-hmm.
3: shut down businesses, destroyed small businesses, uh, boosted big businesses, mm-hmm. printed 40% of the money of the, that the US has ever had in, in uh, uh, circulation, mm-hmm. 40% mm-hmm. in year in period. How, how many people are just in dire straits because of all this? Whether it's financial or or medically or you know physically, but uh, have been destroyed by what what was released. And if you think that there's something, if you if you can't grasp the evil nature of something like that, then you're you're going to do nothing to prevent it. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to vote to prevent it.
2: Well, Bill, what we're talking about uh, right now with the Uniparty is the fact that not only have they done nothing, they have accelerated this whole process. And anyone who tried to to slow that or stop that process, they've literally done everything in their power to destroy. And if you don't believe that, look at what they're trying to do to Trump right now. I mean, he's the only one that represented an American... America First agenda and uh, said that uh, we don't need to go back to our constitutional government. He's the only one that had done that at a national level in a very long time. They are destroying him. Same thing with uh, Balasaro in uh, in Brazil. You know, the CIA goes down there just like the CIA and Dominion was up here doing all their machinations to make sure that uh, the 2020 election went the way they wanted it. They they could fix it far enough to get a dope that couldn't even crawl out of the basement uh, and couldn't draw a crowd of six people on a campaign <laughs> stump uh, to win the presidency by a margin that was so thin that uh, you couldn't cut it with a razor. How did that happen? Well, guess what? Now, when Balasaro and and Brazil um, won down there, they did the same thing. And now Lula da Silva, his president, Lula, they got him out of prison. They gave him a pardon. Yeah, they gave him a pardon. He had been sent to prison for eight years for all the corruption when he was president. They got him out, gave him a pardon so that he could run again. And look what they're doing to B- Balasaro. They, 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 the uh, court in uh, Brazil just told him he can't run again for eight years. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And the fact that the people of the world are going along with this crap, no wonder they feel so convicted that they can get away with anything because damn sure they have. And it why why has that happened? It's happened because so there there's a I'll tell you what, the human race is absolutely stupid. And you're you're right about the big significance of all this is look how far we've drifted away from our founder's vision, number one. And that vision was based on uh, common law based on unalienable rights uh, under God's law, natural law, and the Ten Commandments. How far do we have to drift? Yeah, I mean, I think
3: as soon as you mor- lose, lose lose a moral foundation, though, you've lost you've lost the game. Um, you know, and I and I, of course, uh, where I'm at, my yokes we deal with uh, telling men that have suffered from the effects of trauma. You know the solution is you know <clears throat> a biblical blueprint of of manhood of what god says you know a man should be and how he should act and it's 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 the one standard the biblical standard is the only standard that has never changed mm-hmm. the applause of men or popular culture have not changed it um so so we have to try and get rid of it so that there's no accountability mm-hmm. and you know we see WE SEE ALL THIS DEATH AND DESTRUCTION. I MEAN, IT'S AMAZING. THE THINGS THAT WE WOULD NEVER EVEN CONSIDER uh, THAT WOULD BE TALKED ABOUT IN THE OPEN ARE NOW BEING PROMOTED IN OUR SCHOOL SYSTEMS. WHAT HAVE THE REPUBLICANS DONE ABOUT THAT? Mm
4: -hmm.
3: THIS uh, DEPARTMENT OF EDUCATION, WHERE IS THAT that LINED OUT IN THE CONSTITUTION?
2: Mm -hmm. EXACTLY.
3: Well, it's it's been the biggest destruction we I, um, my wife Julie was reading an article to me this was a, a month or two ago well I guess it was in, in May and there was a there was a high school in Texas' that canceled graduation because 85 percent of the seniors could not, not pass a basic you know basic tests and they were asking these kids things like how many states are in the United States uh, seven. What are the countries that border the United States? Uh, Russia, you know, and it goes on down. And this is this is stuff we learned in
2: elementary school.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We
3: did a
2: what program. Is, you, Bill, I mean, we, we hmm. did a program on Tuesday uh, with the lady. I don't know if you saw the. I'm, I'm sure you saw the announcement. But I was it, in the What's in our, uh, in our children's books? What's in our schools? And uh, they have dumbed down this country so badly that most kids today couldn't pass a, uh, when they're a college graduate, we couldn't pass an eighth grade graduation test from the uh, state of Kansas in 1900. They couldn't pass that. And frankly, I looked at it and I'm not sure I could. I mean, it is <laughs> our system of government has gotten so crappy and has tried to now get into education. Uh, I'm, I'm astounded how how stupid most people have become. And they've gotten away with it. And look how much money we spent to do it. Trillions of dollars over over a period of time. Trillions of dollars. To, to create the most illiterate group of people in the world.
4: Yeah,
3: not, not, even, uh, not even a thought of it. I, you know, you get back to, the, you know, this trillions of dollars stuff. I, I marvel that they, you know, put 40% of the, you know, circul- uh, money into circulation in the last three years. What, what happened to that money?
2: Mm-hmm. Where did that go? mostly I mean, the stock market that's how they've kept the stock market from imploding well true
3: but i mean it went to the big commercial banks right it didn't go to the citizens of the united states it didn't go to um, you know propping up businesses people that lost jobs there was a certain amount of money that went in, into all that but but we're talking trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and what we keep seeing we see it from our political leaders and we see it in these wars is the transfer of wealth from the people that are working and producing to this top 1% of the people and it continues to go and go and go
4: mm-hmm.
3: so so the what's the solution what are the solutions you know, where do where do we go with our solutions to what, what's going on here?
2: Well that's why you we've got I mean? you. What, here, what Bill. Some... <laughs>
4: that's um, why we've got you. I here. mean for me
3: it's like yeah, for me I I you know, you have we have to convince people to stop supporting political parties. I think it's really important to if you if you just kind of I, I've been kind of sitting here waiting about you talking about this Tim Sheehy. I think we should, you should tell us some of the stuff in some of these articles that he says about himself. So that, you know, American people that are hearing this can say, is this the kind of person that I want in the U S Senate controlling my future?
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I agree.
2: I think it's really important. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, Thumper. I don't know if you're, uh, if you're on right now, but, uh, There were a couple of articles. I want to go to the one that talks about uh, uh, she, he talks about D.A. Davidson, who was the brokerage that handled his public offering, about how wonderful it was that uh, they were following the ESG guidelines that were coming down from international sources on environmental social governance yeah bingo and uh oh well this is a video this is a little video clip let's go ahead and play that video clip and i i i can just tell you anytime uh the uh so-called establishment says somebody's good that's when you head for the exits okay sorry
5: Ridger Aerospace is one of the nation's largest privately held aerial firefighting companies and it will start trading on the NASDAQ today. And with me is the founder and CEO, Tim Sheehy to explain the company a little bit. First, congratulations, just making it to an IPO. I know it's a lot of work and a lot of headaches. So congratulations on that.
6: Thanks a lot. It's been quite the journey.
5: Yes, I'm sure it has. So tell me about the history of the company. When was it founded and why?
6: So we were founded in 2014. Uh, We started business operations in about November of that year. And we were 100% veteran founded. I was a Navy SEAL officer. I was wounded in combat uh, overseas and uh, got out of the military and started Bridger Aerospace with the purpose of bringing the aerial surveillance technology that we used in support of ground teams in Iraq and Afghanistan and taking that same aerial surveillance capability with infrared electro optic imaging, and converting that to a public safety task to address things like border security, law enforcement, search and rescue, and of course, wildfire. We started with one plane and two people, and now here about eight years later, we're just about 200 employees growing fast, uh, over 20 aircraft. And uh, as you see today, now in the public markets, we're really proud of it. And it's been a fun journey.
5: Oh, that's amazing. And it makes total sense that you're in Montana, because I know out West, it feels like every year um, we've got these fire fires going on. Um, so explain your business and how it's grown. And why um, do you think we see these fire, uh, fire uh, that are, you know, inflicting California, Montana, Idaho, things like that?
6: Absolutely. Well, it's not even just the Western U.S. It's really global at this point. Uh, last summer, Europe had their worst fire year uh, in modern recorded history. Uh, South America burns. Australia has fires every year. So, the wildfire crisis is really spreading globally uh, as we see effects of climate change and urbanization uh, along uh, the wildland-urban interface. We're seeing fires become Larger, They move faster, they're hotter, and most importantly, it's becoming more and more critical to combat them early because of the amount of settlement we have in wildfire-prone areas. So that crisis has really transformed in the last decade uh, to two decades. Of course, our business started right around that time, and and we experienced a a pretty rapid uplift in demand from our customer base, which consists of state governments and and federal agencies. And that demand is really uh, skyrocketing worldwide. So we recognized that, had a technology that was desired by that market and, and have, have really leaned into it and seen great successes with the added aircraft like you see behind me, our CO415 EAF Super Scoopers, complementing our surveillance aircraft. Um, it, it, I don't think the demand's gonna go down anytime soon, unfortunately, um, yeah. but uh, we that need and we'll continue to grow with it.
5: Well, and you also mentioned border security, and that's of course been in the news quite a bit lately. Um, what kind of business do you do with that?
6: Uh, we don't do any actually uh, when we started the business we were focused on a number of public safety tasks but within about nine months it became very clear that uh, the forest services demand for what we were able to do uh, was extremely high and, and very quickly became a pure play company which we are today 100% focused on wildfire response, uh, climate change-related wildfire crises. And, um, you know, as we're looking at kind of a counter-recessionary investment thesis now, as we look at 2023 being a fairly unusual year, uh, you know, we're a business that's that's not dependent on that, not consumer spending. Uh, we're federally funded, state funded. And, you know, th- th- these these um, fires that happen in the U.S. and globally don't respond to to what the stock market says or what consumer price index says. They're going to burn and they have to be fought and we're here to fight
5: them. Okay. Very interesting point. Now, this is uh, with Jack Creek Investment Corporation. So, is this a SPAC? And kind of explain the the business behind it, how much you hope to raise, what would you like to do with the proceeds?
6: Well, clearly the SPAC market has transformed a lot in the last several months. And to be honest, we didn't intend to raise any capital with this SPAC. Uh, That wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose was to give us access to the public markets, because as we take a five to 10 year horizon on this business, and we look at how we've grown in the last eight years, uh, we see a lot of uh, increased demand for what we're doing. We want to continue to grow. And being the position we are in now as a company, uh, growing in public markets will be um, better for us as owners. It'll be easier for us uh, to, to, to acquire new airframes and get new forms of financing uh, as a public created security. So we didn't really do this back within the intent to raise capital. Of course, any small business loves cash and we did get some cash out of those facts. So we're, we're excited about that. But overall, uh, redemptions were high as expected. And, uh, but the point is we're in the public markets now and we're gonna be able to yeah. use that currency uh, to grow and diversify and increase the value of our business.
5: And what is the ticker symbol?
6: Are going to be trading under B A E R Bear.
5: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and um, I, I'm, this is a very capital-intensive business. I mean, you need the plane, so the capital raise makes a lot of sense for you to expand to move forward.
6: Exactly right. i mean, right behind me here. We have six of these yeah. aircraft, and this is a thirty million dollar plane. Uh, so they can be financed, but uh, money's still money. It's expensive to get them. And this is gonna make it easier for us to do that more flexibly going forward.
5: Now talk a little bit about your experiences as a Navy SEAL and how that helped you in terms of starting a business, the skills you learned and just the, the general life lessons you learned in the military.
6: So I went to the Naval Academy in Annapolis, and I met my wife there. Actually, she was a Marine officer, so we were in the military together for several years. And uh, as soon as I graduated, which was in two thousand eight, of course, we had two wars ongoing. So uh, five days after graduation, I started SEAL training, and. Uh, about a week after I finished field training, I was in Iraq on my first mission. So it was a very busy period of time. I did several deployments, uh, was wounded um, a few times and, and ended up getting out and starting the business using those lessons we learned. And, and as I mentioned, being a ground force commander as an officer, I was responsible for um, you know the planning and tactical direction of our teams on the ground. And that's when I was introduced to this capability of, of aerial ISR, of having aircraft overhead, giving us that real time data and infrared uh, in daytime video, and giving us all that kind of um, situational awareness that you would not normally have as, as a as a boots on the ground task force, and understanding how the power of that air ground team integrated uh, was a force multiplier. So, seeing how how much how many lives were saved and how much uh, expansion of our tactical capabilities existed when we integrated the air and the ground together, uh, I try to take that same vision and apply it to non combat related tasks and say you know, the the nation can benefit from this just like uh, the military did overseas. And luckily our thesis held true and, and providing that kind of close air support, close to integrated aerial surveillance ended up being um, a, a force multiplier for the Forest Service as well.
5: Yeah, well, and it sounds like the, the global kind of macro events that are happening, also the timing is right for a company such as yours as well, Tim. So congratulations and great to hear about the company and uh, best of luck going forward.
6: Thanks so much for the time today.
2: Thank you. Okay, well, um, a couple of things things, uh, stand out in uh, that discussion, Bill, um, and I'd love to have your, uh, your, your comments on that. Number one, he never spoke about the fact that the reason so many wildfires are going on around the world has much less to do with climate change than it has to do with the fact that the environmentalists are literally shutting down uh, much of the timber industry in most of the developed countries. And many of the wildfires we have are a result of uh, 40 years of of, uh, uh, sequestered uh, timber harvesting in the Western US. That's the reason we have so damn many fires. Uh, California, when Trump went to California and met uh, Governor Grusom Newsom uh, in California and mentioned the fact that uh, California had not cut, uh, had had been sequestering timber harvests in much of the state for so long that most of the forests were overgrown. He was completely cut off by uh, Newsom, who moved the discussion and said no no it's climate change so anyway bill
3: well i i saw uh i think an ad when he was this guy was running for or since he's running for senator or maybe it was something i read i can't remember he's donated a lot of money to the uh, uh it's pretty amazing I'm, i mean I, I wonder who his partners are I'm, I'm just trying to think of how you go to you know HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF DOLLARS OF AIRPLANES AND STUFF IN SIX YEARS AND HE ALSO I GUESS HE'S HE'S A COWBOY IS WHAT HE SAYS WHEN HE DONATES MONEY TO THE REPUBLICAN PARTY IT WAS SOMETHING ON DEAN'S uh, ENDORSEMENT HE AND SOMEBODY ELSE HAVE 30,000 ACRES IN THIS MONTANA uh, CONSERVATE LAND CONSERVATION oh, and, they are, AND THEY ARE RAISING SUSTAINABLE BEEF mm-hmm. WELL I've been in Montana all my life, and I, there's uh, all these families that have raised beef for generations after generation. But when I hear the word sustainable, mm-hmm. it makes my skin crawl because we know where that comes from.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So what? So I'm just I'm going to put two things together. I'm going to put climate change and sustainable beef together, and trying to figure out how that represents any.
0: Any of my values, I mean. Does does he raise any bulls? <laughs> because yeah. there's stuff that goes with bulls, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, but we better not go there because he's also in the DEI. Uh, and that means that you're really not supposed to use pronouns. Uh, there's no such thing as a bull and a cow. Uh, it's just it. Um, it's just it. It's just an hit. Now, uh, something else, Bill, and you're going to love this. Remember when Zinke was pushing so hard in the drone thing? Okay? Remember? Yeah. Drones? This guy's into the drone thing, too. Okay? So is Tim Sheehy. He's really into the drone thing. Guess what? The EPA has now 20,000 drones monitoring all over the United States to make sure that everybody is is following their environmental regulations.
3: Well, sure, because the Fourth Amendment doesn't matter. We can't be secure in our persons or papers or our things. You know, there's no mm-hmm. due process of law. So my question is, in all your surveillance, in all your surveillance stuff, um, sorry, I, I, did, I was on the other side of that my whole career. Mm-hmm. You know what i mean yeah and so i know about all that and and when you when you're turning this loose on the american citizenry and you're bragging about it i got a problem
0: with it Uh, i really have a problem uh, if i might if if i might interject uh, here uh uh you know i was uh in aviation reconnaissance as well and uh i i know what the what what what's possible there and if they're using any of that technology or even advanced technologies that from what we were using back in uh, in the uh, 90s uh, or in the 80s uh, we got real problems
3: well I mean that, you know that that technology has increased when I'm still on active duty so I retired in 11 uh, technology was turning over about every 18 months mm-hmm. And the stuff that we did in Iraq was, you know, incredible. So what they're doing now is—is I—I is, uh, I, <laughs> well, think this was funny the other day. I saw uh, that Marjorie Taylor Green. Not I'm not sure I'm a fan of hers, but she was talking about her TV came on at night. You know, somebody <laughs> turned on her TV. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but I... She she, she made the announcement. It was like, uh, so, you know, somebody had turned on her TV and was monitoring her house, and she said, uh, I just want everybody to know I'm not suicidal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, everything that's got a a camera or got a microphone, somebody can turn off. on, you know, Mm -hmm. and like this whole surveillance thing is... I noticed that he has no private contracts.
2: He said it was all federal and state. It's, it's pretty much all federal and state. Uh, Thumper, can you put on that, uh, that, that first one about the DA Davidson uh, rollout? That was from Berkshire Hathaway, I think, uh, talking about how— uh, and there's another one uh, from Bloomberg, too— but they, they're bragging about how he's so involved in this uh, ESG and uh, DEI technology is all involved in this stuff and how wonderful it is. And anybody that says that tells me they shouldn't not only not be in office, we probably ought to move them to another country. Well, I,
3: I think so. You know, I love this ESG thing and the. Electrical power, like I'm not against uh, electric motors or anything, but but you know it's so anti-environmental <laughs> that it's it's sickening. What is it? Fifty thousand tons that you strip mine the globe to get one little battery. Mm-hmm. Fifty thousand tons. Uh, for some reason, it doesn't sound environmentally sound to me. Well, uh,
2: there was a great I article. Don't... I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Go um, ahead. You go ahead no I'm uh, just it's it just it it
3: just like I'd love to see what he says about esG it, you know you know we can uh we can see about our pro esG and uh, what the diversity guy you know I he's a, he's a diversity guy so is what you're
4: saying
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah he's
2: yeah, all, yeah many, he's in the diversity it, equity and inclusiveness and in the document we we've got it so we can show it but in the document that says diversity, equity, and inclusiveness, it talks about how they don't, uh, their company will hire all these different things, transgenders and all this other crap, but they also, citizenship is not an important part. Uh, Yeah, this is the one on the bonds for the next generation. Um, And there's a section in here that talks about how uh, he is uh, environmentally, yeah, yeah, right down here. It says, uh, we need for the next generation and full-service aerial firefighting platforms by leveraging sustainable and environmentally safe firefighting mechan- mechanisms. Uh, by, um, and then he goes on to talk about how it is so important that we understand that climate change is such an important part of this whole process, and that we need to be fully on board with the uh, all the programs that basically are part of Agenda 21.
0: He hit all the right buttons there, didn't
2: he? Oh boy, yeah, you, you can't make this stuff up. And uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> And, you know, we're talking about the 20,000 drones. Uh, And incidentally, again, that goes back to Zinke. I'll tell you the truth. Based on what I've read about Sheehy and what I know about Zinke, I will tell you the worst thing you can do is vote for an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, well, they got Crenshaw, too. Don't forget about Crenshaw. Well, he's he's about the same, right?
3: Well, no, I mean, you know, like, think about red flag laws, mm-hmm. you know, if your neighbor can go in and say, Hey, hey, da- dance crazy, and the cops can come in and take all your weapons from you.
4: hmm.
3: Without yep. without a due process of law. Yep. Red flag laws. So they're anti Second Amendment. They're anti Fourth Amendment. Um, I'm sure they're anti freedom of speech or freedom of religion. I'm sure that's got to be part of it, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now let's look at the biggest a government. Small, small let's look business. at the a biggest client. The uh, biggest client is government. Uh, that's where most of his contracts are focused in either a federal or state government. Uh, does that look to you like that might be a conflict of interest? Mm, might, might be to me.
3: I just think it's interesting that, uh, well, I just wonder where all the money came from to start it. Mm-hmm. Was, this guy, was this guy wealthy? I mean, he made it all the way up to lieutenant, <laughs> I think he said, and in in uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: in the Navy. I think he said, what, he was in six years?
0: It says the contracts so, with the U.S. agencies have provided around three-quarters of the company's revenue. Uh, she estimated in March earnings call, federal contracts accounted for 96 percent of the company's revenue in 2022, according to Securities and Exchange Commission filings.
3: And so, who provided those yeah, contracts? You, you still have to start with something, mm-hmm. right? Well, you have to start. I mean, you got. You said he has six 30 million dollar airplanes, That's right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm
2: I'm just I'm just asking. These are just qu- questions that. Let's go is, to the genuine conflict section of that. Thumper. Oh well, uh, wait
0: a minute, wait a minute. Here we go. Private Equity Beemoth Blackstone Incorporated is the company's largest single store. Bingo! Stockholder. Oh, there you go, bingo. Yeah.
3: Bingo! You just said it all right there.
0: Yep. And
3: if what, if what anybody this, wants something?
2: to know about Blackstone, they better read the latest New American magazine where. Uh, Alex Newman wrote a beautiful story about Blackstone, the behemoth that plans to own the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, they have
3: more—they—they have—they more, have, they have, they have more power actually than the federal government, so financially. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do. I think that's an interesting. What, what article is that, Thumper?
0: Uh, this is uh, Bloomberg Government uh, about BGov dot uh, Let's see. I'll—I'll I'll drop the link here. Yeah, drop yeah, the I'll, link. I'll,
2: I've I'll, got it, too, uh, if you need it. I'll put
0: it in the I, Zoom chat. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Could, could you keep going
3: down? I, I like the, that it's a basically black snow with government
2: contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can't uh, get any more in bed than that. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you could spread your legs uh, as far and wide as you could get, and you couldn't get... You couldn't take it any quicker than that, (laughs) you know? That's
3: that's just, this is like incredible. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: He would remain its chief executive officer when he runs for office. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you have to, I guess, if 96% of your money comes from the federal government.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: No conflict of interest there.
2: Yeah, genuine conflicts. Let's see what the genuine conflicts, and keep in mind, Bloomberg is about as Marxist a group as you'll ever get, so.
3: Well, the other thing we have to really be very, very upfront about, the Republican Party is not about capitalism. (laughs) It's about crony capitalism. That's right. It's all crony. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so, this would probably fit right in it, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure would.
0: No, well, glad hand him this... all the way to the bank.
2: hmm. That's something um Though, though it's I mean, unusual
3: for a U.S. Senate candidate to be, also be a government supplier, it happened last year
2: in Colorado. It's oh. happened quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, the concrete. Uh, uh, he's into concrete. That's interesting. Mm. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of funky stuff going on with big con-
2: uh, concrete <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. suppliers. Yeah, no, no question. That's got to be a biggie. Um, okay, well, uh, Thumper, the other one I'd like to pull up is that last one I sent you. Um, I think it was the very last one I sent you. And uh, that shows the DEI connections, the diversity, equity, and inclusiveness, oh. and that's out of their, out of his company's uh, personnel manual.
0: That's that's, that's part the, of their uh, company policy. His his transgender policies at his company is that the yeah. one? is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, that.
2: that's right. the one.
0: Just a second. Let me get it on. But
2: it's interesting because it also says that. There, uh, he'll hire irregardless of citizenship status. Okay. So you can be an illegal alien, um, gender identity, gender expression, citizenship status, uh, religion, national origin, everything. I, I, I
3: don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, uh, a real I, I'm having a tough tough time with this I'm sorry Dan I mean it was I I, I suspected and I, I told the <clears throat> I told my wife the other day I said when when my warning bells go off I'm not going to ig- ignore that anymore mm-hmm. yeah I'm done I'm done saying well this something doesn't look right something doesn't smell right and this obviously is incredible information. And the other part of it is is the uh Republican Party. I'd like to see how they defend this stuff. Well, I mean because because uh, cuz we don't have a choice on in who we elect, right? I mean, <laughs> it's 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 selection. It's not it's, it's not right. election. Right. We're past we're past the election thing uh, the truth in in our country. Mhm. Uh, and I'm not encouraging people not to vote and not to be involved. I'm saying be involved, but don't don't vote raw R and don't vote D. Like well,
2: usually, what we've got to do is we've got to get uh, better people like yourself, like Rick Jor, people who we know we can trust uh, to to run for political office, and then get behind them and support them. Well, well, that's a hundred percent. We need to get somebody like Rick Joor to run for
3: U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. Like, and we need to finance it. They're built code, yeah. And we need to make it happen. Well, Rick's, a, Rick's got a, you know, I'm, I'm in the minors. He's in the majors. So let's, let's get somebody that has the capability. I just, I, I, this just is baffling, Dan. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, you know, this is, uh, you know, and who's supporting MG and K and Danes? Right. You know, right. they come out. You know i i just i'm i'm appalled i like i can understand the sexual orientation and all that i i I mean really i can understand that um but when you say citizenship status
2: Mm -hmm. does it matter national origin i mean how, how many how many chinese nationals are going to be part of this uh this program uh, that you're going to be doing with the surveillance state, because guess what? This includes drones. This doesn't. This isn't just planes flying water over forest fires. This is a major uh, effort to try to get drones and surveillance all over the country, and they can hire whoever they want, including. Uh, illegal aliens and any nationality according to their own their own documents did you see that
3: article uh, a couple of days ago about the chinese biolab in uh fresno california
0: i, I read no. that story earlier this morning
2: and, yeah tell me uh, about it bill yeah. Well, they,
3: they some some local i don't know um local county officials saw this garden hose stuck in the side of a. Uh, a building, they went to investigate, they found 20 pathogens. It was a Chinese homemade bio lab. Let me see if I can find it. Um,
0: I'll get it for you. I'll get it for thumpers you. Thumper's got it, yeah. yeah. I, I read yeah. it on my show this morning. I was showing it this morning. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, they've, they've been investigating this at the local levels. You know, the, the official report came out June 6th from the uh, EPA and and all that. So, uh, yeah, it was quite the- uh...
3: Thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids suspected of biological material. They found 20 uh, different pathogens, and this is in uh, uh, San Joaquin Valley, uh, I think, Fresno yeah, County.
0: Yeah, just right outside of Fresno, right in the Fresno area there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's see here. I got to find the story. It was Let's it, just it, it roll this. Now.
3: Yeah, but this, this is the whole thing, right, Dan? I mean, we're we're going to fight four wars and we're going to surveil our people, but we're not going to protect our our borders. I, I would like to see something about the Constitution. I haven't seen anything about that yet. No, you won't. I haven't seen that. Bill Cote can can worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't seen that Bill Cote can disagree with the government. I haven't seen that Bill Cote. The government doesn't have a right to get into my computer or my phone or my bank account without due process of law.
2: Well, <clears throat> Bill, I'm going to just make the comment, and uh, because I'm. I'm uh... I, am, I cannot tell you how incredibly disappointed I am in Steve Daines, okay? I uh, always considered Steve a friend, but I have to tell you uh, the old saying that uh, people in D.C., that uh, everybody knows that D.C. is a cesspool, but after uh, a, one term in Congress, they start treating it like a hot tub. Uh, Danes has been soaking in that hot tub, and he's done a marvelous job of it. If he's going to support something like this, and I Whoa. and I have to tell you, he he bailed on Trump. That was the killer to me. It was when he bailed on on Trump and well, on. did give away all the headwaters in Montana? Um, oh yeah, he's been involved at, with the at, at, on the
3: on the National Defense Authorization Act, if I remember right. Yep,
2: he sure it, it, did.
3: Midnight. Nobody had. uh,
2: uh, How did that benefit? How did that benefit me? Well, it's not going to benefit you or most of the farmers and ranchers that make up the western half of the state of Montana, because that Salish Kootenai Water Compact affected all of the waters west of uh, the center of Montana. Almost every watershed. What other, what other senator from Montana was pushing for that? Yeah. Hmm, what was his name? Yeah, it seemed like it might have been Tester, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Tester. Is it, What
3: party what <laughs> party's Tester from? Same yeah. one that Dane's
2: is from. Yeah, same one, the Uniparty. He just has yeah. a D in front of his part of the Uniparty instead of an R like Dane's has. And that's part of the global agenda. You know that.
3: Okay. water rights land rights let's let's talk about land conservative uh uh conservation montana land conservation there it is mm-hmm. china link lab Biolab, fresno county california wow. genetically engineered to catch and carry covid19
0: mm-hmm. wow. and, and a few other things too uh let's see the uh um, well, I thought, I thought that COVID
2: nineteen came from a from a um, wet market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm kind of wondering if Fauci, they said uh, 900 mice. Uh, I wonder if one of them was Fauci because he's sure a <laughs> mousey looking little bastard.
3: He's a rat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look at all these.
3: Look at all these things that they have that are they're they're obviously here to release on the United States.
0: Yeah, chalmedia, E. coli, streptococcus pneumonia, hepatitis B and C, herpes 1 and 5, and rubella. Uh, CDL samples of malaria as well.
2: You know, and how many of those are in the country that nobody has any idea? Well, that's what I'm saying, because we have open borders. I, I don't know. I don't
3: know if I told you this, but, you know, they haven't secured our borders at all.
2: Um, no, because, you didn't say anything about that, Bill.
3: Yeah, because uh, walls don't work, right? <laughs> um, there's there's countries in the world, but uh, I, I'd like to. That if we just focused on the the sex trafficking and the drugs that come across that southern border, just those two things, mm-hmm. we 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 are basically our politicians are saying human life does not matter. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Human life does not matter. No, that's what kill. they
2: believe, Bill. They they honestly, now keep in mind, we talked about this earlier. They, they, I know. They're, they're part of the same group that says we've got to get rid of 93% of the world's population. That's part of Agenda 21. They state yep. it. Yep. Well, I mean,
4: you
3: know, people for years said that I'm some kind of conspiracy theorist. And I said, no, I just take them by what they say, I listen to what they say. And I and I believe that that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. If if Bill Gates says that I can that we can reduce the world population by 14 or 15 percent through vaccinations, I'm probably not going to line up to get a via, a vaccination from it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm just saying probably probably wouldn't be a good idea. If mm-hmm. Klaus Schwab says that by 2030 you're going to own nothing and be happy, I think that that's his agenda. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> Can can, I don't know, Dan? Can you tell me which party has openly denounced and stopped this idea of the uh, central bank digital currency?
2: I don't think any,
3: certainly not the other party.
2: Well, can I mean, I'm
3: just hoping that there's some, there's somebody, I mean, Steve Baines, (laughs) maybe, um, maybe Gianforte, maybe somebody's talked about it because, um, I, I'm sure your audience understands the digital uh, central bank digital currency would would effectively take away every ounce of privacy you have in your life. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. They can turn your money on. They can turn it off. They can mm-hmm. give you a haircut out of your uh, bank account whenever they want. Um, they'll know every, every penny you spent wherever.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But 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 this uniparty is going to support it.
4: It's oh, just yeah. like big,
3: big pharma. Who gave big pharma? Who gave big pharma the alibi that they can they can kill and maim people through their products that haven't been adequately tested, and they have no
2: liability? Mm-hmm. Who did that? The U.S. Congress. Congress and um, uh, sadly, uh, Ronald Reagan signed it into law, 1986.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I know. The children today, like when I was a kid, I think we got five vaccinations. How many? How many vaccinations does a child get now? I believe it's uh, seventy-eight. Yeah, I I think it's seventy-two by the time they're twelve. Seventy-two vaccinations. How many of those have been actually tested? Mm
4: -hmm.
3: I mean, this stuff is this is this is catastrophic design to destroy humanity, one way or the other. And it's all for a and it's all got a price tag on it. Whether it's depleting um <clears throat> the, the munitions for the US Department of Defense in Ukraine, think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, of course they support it. Why? Because we can we can send tanks over there, we can send F sixteens, we can send every bit of munitions that we have in the United States, they're gonna have to be restocked. Right. Because we had 20 years of war starting in Iraq, right. Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and everything else. Well, when Trump starts shutting that down, well, we got to figure out something else. Who who in the Uniparty is who, who in the Uniparty has stopped the war in Ukraine funding it?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It all leads back to the same places, Bill. And and uh, your comment about all that is absolutely legitimate. Now, you know, you're a crazy man, like I'm a crazy man. You were so crazy that they put you in charge of military intelligence in Iraq for the Marine Corps. Um, you were so crazy that they put you as the commandant at damn neck. Uh, for marine intelligence, I'm so crazy. Well, I really am crazy. I, you know, there's no question about that. But, uh, uh, but it, it's not certifiable.
3: No, it's my 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 point in all this is that um, we can do better. Yeah, we, we need should to do better. No, no, we have to do better. We have to do better or or start building our own walls because this, we can't survive. We can't survive with this kind of deception and deceit. This is a, and like I say, you know, uh, what people have to understand is this is, this is a very much a designed evil, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's only two camps in the world. Um, People aren't going to like to hear this but you're either in Christ or you're not in Christ, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: right? And you either have a moral foundation or you don't. Mm -hmm. And if you have no moral restraint because you don't know what the rules are, then you have no moral
2: foundation.
3: What stops you from your wildest imaginations?
2: How else do you think we've got all the things that we've got? Uh, human trafficking, uh, drug overdoses, all the stuff. It's because we don't have that moral foundation. That's right. Pedoph-
3: pedophilia. You know. Now we have politicians say that's a that's a sex class too. Fits somewhere in the alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, this. This is but this is a destruction of human beings. That's the part that i i can't I can't wrap my mind around that you can sit in Washington, D.C., and you can support things that are are killing people. You're supporting things that are literally killing and enslaving people. Bill, that's part of the plan. You know that. That's part of Agenda 21. I know. And I know that there's going to be an accountability. You know? Someday they're going to they're going to stand just like us all going to stand before God and you're going to have to explain. I, I mean, I got my own problems. I am not without sin in my life. I'm not sitting here acting like I'm some self-righteous guy, but the thought that you would, that you would <clears throat> sell your birthright and your children's birthright and your children's children's birthright for either money or sex or fame or power, you know what I mean? You would, you would join in this political theater in Washington DC with no intent of ever saving a life, ever improving a life, ever securing our borders. Ever. I mean, the thought that we have people on both sides of the aisle that are gunho ho to kill Russians and Ukrainians, that we have somebody like Lindsey Graham that goes over and says and make, makes makes his gleeful little speech about how great it is to kill Russians.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: They well, have no, they have no idea even why this war started, or what it's about.
2: Bill, the sad part about so much of this is that some of these people, a lot of these people, I think at some point started out uh, with good intentions, and the system is so totally corrupt that uh, it's only a matter of time and they no longer, they no longer even, they can't even look at it honestly. They can't step back from it and say, now, wait a minute, that's not commonsensical. That doesn't make any sense to do this. We ought to step back and we ought to do something different. They get so completely intertwined in this corrupt system that they no longer can even think clearly well i you, you're a lot more gracious than i am
3: um i'm just being honest but i the bible says that there's three things that kill all man the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and i think that washington dc is one that feeds that in mass quantities to people that are elected. I think they're weak, like I'm weak, like you're weak, like we're all weak, you know what I mean? And I think, and I agree with you, they get in there and they bathe in this, they're they're somebody, they're important, um, they become wealthy. Um, they have people, they have armed protection and they have, you know, uh, access to, the seats of power and and glitz and everything and and i and i believe that they're overcome by it i mm-hmm. i but i don't know how many of them i i really honestly anymore i mean i think there was a there's probably a, a time in history that lots of people went there for the right for the right motives i'm not sure that that's even true anymore because we don't mm-hmm. even have the ability to elect to elect people anymore it's just this selection process it's election mm-hmm right we have we have a guy that started a business in Belgrade and now he's going to be the senator for Montana
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so but, look, I mean, we can have two seals in uh in office representing us at the national level
3: right but, but I mean
2: it's just a guy that's been dropped in here he's
3: been dropped in here
2: it's mm-hmm. not this is not um uh, fourth uh, generation uh, or fifth generation Montana as Danes says he yeah. he's a, he's a newbie Yeah, well, I mean, I don't even,
3: my point is is that, like, our state is full of these Republicans that have just dropped in rich people from somewhere. Because, you know, and and you don't have a choice of who you vote for, Dan. Mm -hmm. Like, and the Republicans don't want to get, Republicans, I'm telling you, will not let you run. And the Democrats won't let you run. They're unified in the fact.
2: I'm, I'm going to tell you a good story because you, you, uh, you at one time entertained the, the uh, idea of running for governor. Um, I at one time ran for the state chair of the Republican Party in Montana, okay? I uh, guess who was the guy that uh, under the table behind the scenes was manipulating to make sure that didn't happen? Probably Steve Daines. It was Steve Daines. He's the one, according to some very, very solid uh, information that I received, he's the one that got Jeff Esman into the race. I was so clearly so far ahead of the, the guy that was the, the uh, chairman of the party at the time that it would have, it would have been an absolute uh, uh, thrashing. I was ahead of him so far, and uh, it, it bothered Steve Daines. And Steve Daines, according to what I've been told by people in the know, uh, approached Essman and said, you, we cannot let Happel, a constitutionalist like Happel, win. He cannot be the guy representing the state of Montana uh, when we have the, the election next year for president and that's when trump was there okay mm. um, yeah, it's too bad to yeah. invite him onto your show and, and talk to him about it yeah yeah well i'm talking to him right now and i can just tell you bill and i supported steve danes at various times because again he was the lesser of two evils well guess mm. what i'm not i'm no longer voting for the lesser of two evils, if they're evil, I'm going to try to see if we can cut off the head of the snake and get somebody like a Rick Jor to run for that position. We need to start filling all of our elect offices with people like you and like Rick, really. Well,
3: amazingly, I think that even you look at um, Matt Rosendale, his kind of you know, I'm pretty pretty impressed with what he's done in
2: Congress. I am too. He's you one know. of the good ones, and and guess what? He's I, the I, one I, that sure. under the bus for Tim Sheehy because uh, Matt yeah. was going to run for that Senate office.
3: Well, yeah, I know, but Trump is endorsing Sheehy too, right? Trump oh. has a long history of endorsing and, and backing the wrong horse.
2: No kidding. And that's, frankly, that's why uh, anybody that thinks Trump's going to save this country, they better think again. Uh, You know, he had the chance to get rid of a whole bunch of people in D.C. that ultimately ended up being the people that destroyed him, and he didn't do it. You know, it's going to take somebody who is... uh, the toughest meanest nastiest human being alive to save this country and it sure as hell isn't donald trump
3: well i I, the one thing is that the guy he stood in the heat you know and he's persevered i mean they're doing everything they can to destroy him no i I know i admire that i think he i do too i think he made a lot of mistakes um but first he surrounded himself with wrong people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh and i think he knows that i just
2: he's got to have better advisors because he's also i'm telling you the stuff the (laughs) stuff that you showed me on she Mm -hmm. is just it's this is terrible Mm -hmm. yes it is and and matt rosendale they have tried to throw Matt under the bus and he's been one of the best Congress people in this country he's been one of the one of the 20 standouts in this country if you go to his constitutional voting record from New American or yeah. any of the constitutional indexes he's the only one he's he's got a hundred percent constitutional voting record since he's been in office hmm. and all I can tell you, and I'm, I'm, you know, believe me, I mean, I'm going to support Trump if he's the nominee. Yeah, There's no, no question. I, 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 I know. But I know. at the same time, people have got to give up on this idea that we're going to have somebody come and save us. Damn it, people. We need to save ourselves. And that means you got to get off your lazy ass and start reading and start researching and start being part of the solution to take this country back and it's not going to happen if you just sit on your ass and do nothing well the, but
3: you know I think the key thing and, and and you can speak to this and you should speak to it is we need to look at these local elections mm-hmm. sheriffs um county commissioners yeah you know mayors I mean we need to look at these local e- elections we're losing our
2: state's culture and personality. Well, obviously, Bill, you know that I was a county commissioner. I know, that's why I was kind of
3: emphasizing it.
2: Yeah, but you know that when I was a county commissioner, I had virtually everybody in seats of power attacking me, maybe not quite as uh, viciously as they attacked Trump. They didn't try to send me to jail. But um, they, you know, the other two commissioners that I served with uh, did everything in their power to make sure that I couldn't get reelected. They were supporting my opponent the whole time. Well, jail might have been their next choice, right? Well, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you go far enough. No, seriously, (laughs) if you go far enough, uh, they'll try to figure out something. There's, there's, there's nothing
3: that, that I, 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 put nothing. um. Well, nothing would surprise me of what they would do, even in local politics in the state of Montana.
6: Yeah. You
3: know, I personally, I personally saw it myself. You did. They you know, they're going to threaten you. or They're going to bribe you. It's going to be, it's going to be one extreme or the other. Tell your story, please. Well, I mean, I just, yeah. you know, I, I I felt like, you know, somebody needed to run and I ran for governor and, well, I tried to, I mean, as an independent, I never, never planned on running as a Republican or a Democrat because I thought that, uh, you know, you needed to represent all the people. And I didn't feel like, I felt like back then, I felt like it was, there was only one party, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: you know, I, I logically, my analysis showed me that there was no difference between the Democrat and Republican Party. One one party told you what they were going to do, and they did it. One po- party told you what they were going to do and never did it. You know, so you had, <laughs> yeah. the, com- you had the communists or they had the cowards. I called it C-square. Um, and they had command and control of the whole country. And, uh, you know, if you want to ru- you can't run. How, how does this happen? You cannot run as an independent in the state of Montana you have to you have to have people um sign petitions to get your name on the ballot right think about that right i mean i think about that and i said well i went to the to the uh, secretary of state and said well that's fine can they do it electronically oh no we can't do that mm-hmm. you know i mean there there, there was a snowball's chance that i was going to get it, but i didn't realize it. i was just you know, I was, I was naive. I the thing that I that I can kind of look back, I and laugh of, is I naively
2: thought there was goodness,
3: mm-hmm. and or, there was an anger, a
2: real legitimate, know. real ju- legitimate opportunities for people to make choices.
3: That's right, and, and I found out that there was. You know, it's kind of like we used to say in the Marine Corps uh the the saying is honor courage and commitment and I says yeah that that's sergeant and below (laughs) let's become a staff NCO officer it doesn't apply you know but we're going to tell everybody honor courage and commitment. and uh and and it's the same same way in politics and in Montana it's like I mean the truth is the Republicans were afraid of them because I was just talking about like we need to return to the Constitution because after a, after a number of times over in Iraq, I realized that uh, something was wrong, and I started studying the Constitution and reading what the founders had to say, and I realized that we had strayed so far from the truth that we needed to do something. You know, I initially thought, well, I, I'll teach people the Constitution, you know. Remember when it was taught, it was so that the so an average eighth grader at the time could understand the Constitution.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: the Constitution is a very simple document. It's not complex Fair. at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I found out that people really don't want to know. They don't
2: really care, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, especially if they're on the take, uh, which a larger and larger percentage of the American people now are on the take. They're they're net consumers uh, rather than net producers. Oh
3: yeah, I mean, and if not, here's the big thing. Thomas Jefferson said, if you, uh, if the government fears you, you have liberty. If you feel the, if you fear the government, you have tyranny. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I hardly run into anybody who doesn't fear the government. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: It's, it's rare indeed if you run into somebody that doesn't
2: fear the government. I agree, Bill. Well, um. You know, when I ran for the state chair position, I'm going to follow, finish that story. And, and Steve Daines got uh, a, a legislator by the name of Jeff Essman to run because they wanted to keep the, the, the party going. They wanted to keep the establishment there and in power. And believe me, the money in Montana's Republican Party is incredibly establishment. There's a handful of people that pretty much fund the whole party. Okay? And and they wonder why nobody else wants to fund them. Nobody else wants to fund them because they know it's a game. But anyway, one of the commitments that I had made that I was running on as a, um, a candidate for the state chair position was that I would uh, demand that any candidates, any elected Republican candidates would go through a constitutional training class of two days before they could serve in the legislature. Mm. Okay, guess who voted? Guess who voted for me, and guess who voted against me when we got the final vote? And I think I I lost the final vote by I'm going to say twelve or fourteen votes out of uh, two hundred and sixty or some number like that. Uh, And it it wouldn't happen because they changed the rules five minutes before that vote that changed 80 years of Republican politics, where if three candidates run, the one with the most votes wins, the the chair position. They changed Mm -hmm. that rule at the last minute to make sure that uh, 51, you had to win by more than 50%. Okay, well the two other candidates that were running against me had a deal rigged with their candidates that whoever lost on the first round, their candidates would vote for the other candidate against me, okay? That was part of the deal. And uh, guess who voted for me? It was the state, uh, the the, uh, different county central committee members were the ones that voted for me. Guess who voted against me mostly? Not all of them, but mostly the um, the elected legislators. The last mm-hmm. thing they wanted is somebody telling them that they were going to have to understand the oath of office before they could serve. Well, I mean, nobody wants to be accountable, right? Nobody wants to be accountable. You know, and yeah,
5: I, I I didn't mean yeah, to make remember.
2: that into a long sob story, but it no, was. No. It was meant that way because they didn't want somebody like me, and Steve Daines is the one that uh, made that comment. They didn't want somebody like me being the face of the Montana Republican Party.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's, that's unsurprising at all. I, I'm kind of laughing when you said they didn't want to know what the Constitution said because they didn't want to be held accountable for it.
4: Mm-hmm. I
3: remember when I was uh, young Chris. <clears throat> When, when I was a young Christian, I didn't want to read the Bible because I knew that if I read it, I would hold myself accountable to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a true story. I was <laughs> like a, I was afraid to pick this up and read it because I thought, well, once I read it, then I'll know what it says and you know, I'll have to hold myself accountable.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh not that I haven't, you know, fallen hundreds of times. That's not what I'm talking about, but but it's the same kind of thing, right? It's like we we avoid we want to avoid the accountability part of it. And that's what we have in politics, is we have a bunch of people that are never held accountable. I mean, we look at the we look at the Biden crime family, you know, we look at the DOJ and the FBI, like whoever thought that, I mean, maybe it's always been um corrupt, but has it? has it ever been this bad do you know what i'm saying
2: well yeah bill and uh, and i'll be honest with you i think it actually has we just didn't realize i mean mm. thank god for the internet i think we actually for the first time are getting the curtain pulled back far enough where people are starting to realize how corrupt it is you you uh go back to a civil war you know the the machinations that they did in congress that lincoln did to make sure that uh the the southerners were completely unrepresented in congress i mean you know there was a lot of things that happened in uh in our history from really the founding you know i I was just reading the other day about uh about uh hamilton and the first bank of the united states mm, yeah you know what a creep that guy was yeah I mean, absolutely. He, he wanted a totally new corrupt. monarchy totally corrupt he wanted mm. a new monarchy and frankly if it wasn't for jefferson uh it, thank god for burr uh putting oh. a bullet in the sob uh you, you know he he would have been around to cause even more problems yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just like
3: I lived in this fantasy land that, that, that there was uh, uh, there was accountability. But I but I look at the um, I look at this uh, this one party system that protects criminals. By all means, necessary.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's really what they're doing, Dan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we know the Biden crime family has you know, um, extorted millions of dollars from our adversaries. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: We have no idea what what they have sold. Yeah, sold down the line. Mm -hmm. And we have nobody. I mean, we have people standing up talking and pounding their chest and whatever, but nothing has happened to hold them accountable. And I think there's a few honest people in Congress and a few honest people in the Senate I think there's a few, mm-hmm. but obviously there's not enough. There's not enough to make to to. Uh, there's not enough to save the country right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So we have some hard choices to make, mm-hmm. and we as a people need to decide that who we are going to elect, and who we are going to reject. And we need to know why we elect, and we need to know why we reject. And it can't be a feeling and it can't be a label it has to be some hard uh analysis and we need to we we need to find out <clears throat> i mean you know we you know people will argue we have term limits we don't have to uh um we have the choice of voting for the government we have i don't believe that that's true
4: mm-hmm. i think uh, we're past
3: sure. fair elections. you know yeah um yeah. so we need we need we need some we need it'd be nice to have a constitutional amendment that would actually put in place term limits our go, our right. government is is not complex but but if if there isn't term limits we look at look at uh uh Mitch McConnell the other day when he froze up at the microphone
2: mm-hmm.
3: did you see that
2: I think I did Where, yeah. yeah yeah
3: yeah he couldn't talk he was starting to talk to the press. And he just stood there and that the other republican senators had to lead him away he mm-hmm. just had a but it looked like
2: he had a stroke right there like he just stopped talking kind of like uh old biden does just about every time except yeah. he doesn't stop talking he just babbles this complete nonsense right and then and then
3: you have Diane feinstein that I mean, we have people that are representing our government that don't even know who they are or where they're at. Mm-hmm. How does that
2: happen, Dan? Only in the United States of America, that's right. I guess it's part of the diversity hire. Mm-hmm. if you
3: if you have Alzheimer's or um, dementia or
2: whatever, then you, you're part of our team, I guess. Well, as long as you can be managed, that's the key. They have to be manageable. And that's where we're going with this because when we start stopping that management process, we've got to do that. We've got to do that. Talk about write-in ballots, write-in votes. And first thing we've got to do absolutely is uh, go back to a paper ballot, hand counted with valid ID. Guess what 100%. happens? What 100%. happens, uh, Bill, what happens when you write in a candidate? It has to be hand counted.
3: It has to be hand counted. I, I learned that from my friend Rick Jor, so I write in candidates.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I did too. And uh, the the whole point is like, we could defeat this thing. We could organize and defeat this thing. And once you defeat it one place, you can defeat it more.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When they're when I mean, the enemy is not going to rest. They're going to find other ways to um, be disruptive. But it's time to win something. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's it's time to go on the attack against the system. Mm-hmm. We'll find yeah. out. We'll find. out. We'll find out which politicians will support
2: fair and honest elections. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hand ballots, printed ballots, voted at the precinct level, hand counted on paper, and uh, and it has to be hand counted at the local level.
3: If Wouldn't they will nice
2: support to... that, then we will support them.
3: Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you had... there's you had to know the the name of the person when you went in like rick george says no drr like fine if you want to vote for you know whoever you just write their name in mm-hmm. and there's there's no choices what mm-hmm. i'm saying is you got a you got a dash for a senator you got a dash for congressman you got a dash for whatever and you have to fill in names All
2: right you have to have yeah, enough skill of of the language that you can at least write in a name. And it has to be reasonably close to what candidates are available, or it'll be a totally new candidate. Right. Or or it goes in
3: the trash.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You can't go you can't go there as an uneducated elector. You have to go in there and you have to write someone's name in there.
2: Mm-hmm. How beautiful would that be? It makes way too much sense, Bill. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we need. I guess like Rick
3: Jor running for office. I hope mm-hmm. he's listening in, and I hope he's. Taking-
2: I think he is, and I, I, you know, I've told him before. Uh, if if Rick would run for office, I would be, I would be so behind that. I honestly, I I know that we could get probably. At least a couple hundred people in the state of Montana that would work a uh, hundred hours a week Tire- for tirelessly. him. Yeah, Tire- tirelessly, tirelessly to get him in office. I know that for a fact. I would. Yeah, so would I.
3: Anyway. Well, because they might like you or mine. Some people might not like to see you or me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so be it. Uh, yeah. You know, just kind of the way it is, buddy. You know, anyway, you, I know that you feel exactly the same way as Rick and I. That's why you're here, obviously. I wanted to try to introduce you to a uh, uh, gentleman I had on uh, recently. His name is Ivan Raiklin, And uh, he is a, well, I'll tell you what, you talk about a guy that, uh, knows where the bear pooped in the buckwheat. This is the guy. Um, He literally picked apart on our show. He took two hours, and he showed all the political connections between all the Republicans and all the uniparty players, and it was absolutely astounding. I mean, when I got through with that two hours, I learned more from him in two hours than I've learned by my own reading and research in years. Uh, And it was because he had all those connections that we don't have time individually to try to nail down. Like the fact that Mike Pence was dirty as sin to the core. And there is very much a reason that uh, he bailed on (laughs) Trump and they never, held that hearing that they were supposed to on January 6th.
3: Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is if you, I, I, I've told this to people, you know, if not once a thousand times, if you net diagram these people who's connected to who, it would make you physically sick to your stomach. Yeah,
2: yeah. We did a similar like, thing to that. Uh, remember the uh, Montana uh, Oh, what, what the heck was it? Uh, um, Paul Graham, um, Montana. Now I forget. It's been long enough ago. He put together uh, a coalition of Montanas, conservative Montanas. Carl Graham. He was from uh, Glasgow. Uh, hmm. Anyway, uh, he actually put a chart together. I gave him a book about all the, political connections and he read that book and then went out and did some of his own research and he put together a connection between all the environmental groups all the politicians all the uh, special interest groups and all this stuff and it was the most amazing thing you've ever seen it tied all of them together and it showed you exactly why they were uh, so easily controlled.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it, it just
3: becomes a spider web. Mm-hmm. You know, when you net got, diagram all these people together, it's kind of like if you look at who was on the Warren Commission and, you know, like uh, Ford, mm-hmm. you know, that became a president. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can go through this whole thing. We can look and, you know, when Hillary Clinton was a lawyer, where was she? You know, we can go through and you can connect all these dots connect all these dots they're all uh it's the same people it's been the same people for well i don't know 50 years Mm -hmm. you know they're all met they're they're all linked together well it was their families
2: even if it wasn't that individual person it goes back to their families it's like the the bushes and the Harrimans and the you know the laundering uh through union bank of all the nazi money yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's and, just and it's what amazing. happened what happened to Prescott Bush for doing that, which was treason, what happened mm-hmm. to Prescott Bush? He ended up being a US senator and the and the uh father of two other uh scumbag presidents. Yeah. That uh and almost a third, if uh Trump hadn't come in and put the kibosh on uh, junior, uh, yeah. it it would have got a third bush into the fracas. Yeah, because he was low energy. Yeah, he was low energy. Yeah. <clears throat> God, I, know,
3: I think I think it's amazing when you net, and and that's why you know I asked the question: Where did this guy come from? Like you, you gave me a lot of information. That, quite honestly, I've been uh, I've been farming and ranching a lot lately, so. I haven't had a lot of free time to do analysis, but when I when you show those articles and play those clips, I mean, my goodness, where where where, where do you pick up any conservative values at all? Mm-hmm. You don't. It's all about
2: money. It's
3: right. It's all back- about money. It's all, but it's but it's all about government money.
2: It's right back to this, Bill. It's right back to the unipurity politics and the fact that the republican party is the new american fascist party it's all about making your friends rich and making a a buttload of money
3: yeah like huge money
2: Mm -hmm. like i'm
3: just telling you that you know it's like i have lots of friends that are you know um business people and they go things like that just don't happen unless (laughs) <laughs> Things like that don't happen unless, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, and they, unless the dot, 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 mm-hmm. you don't, you know, I mean, I, I, unless you are born with it. I mean, there's, there's people that were born into families, you know, that have that kind of money, but yeah. how do you, I, They're I known I'm, as I'm Rothschilds old, and Rockefellers right but I'm all about people being very wealthy and being very successful I applaud that 100 mm-hmm. that's that's what this country's about but sometimes things don't I don't know it's interesting it's an interesting thing thumper put up there 96 percent comes from federal contracts mm-hmm. I guess the other four percent is state contracts
2: yeah yeah yeah. That's pretty much it. Thumper, what do you think about all this? Sorry. I, I, I love your input on this stuff because, you, you know, you get as fired up over these programs as we do. Well, uh, you know, the other thing
0: is if you want to go down the, the, the real deep rabbit hole, Uh, A lot of these fires. Remember the fires that started in Canada almost simultaneously? You know, boom, 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 On clear days. On clear days. On clear days. No, uh, yeah, yeah. So what caused that? Were there incendiaries planted there and and set off? Or uh, could they have been using uh, directed energy weapons from uh, above, drones, what have you? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then this guy comes along and just conveniently has... Uh, you know, all kinds of money to run around and put out fires. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's... Where, where do you come up with these
3: theories?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: oh, God. I, I've, I've got one of those freaky kind of minds that does that.
2: Yeah, it's called logic. <laughs> uh. Like I say, if
3: you're never willing to... If you're never willing to go there... I, I mean, as a human being, you have to... You have to use this for something other than, you Hold know. Half.
0: Well, I, I have a saying, Bill. It's, it's called throw away the box. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just throw away the box. Don't think outside the box. Don't think outside the box. Throw the damn thing away. Right. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. Or
2: burn it and you can have she fly over it with a plane and put it out. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, i watched the fires around
0: uh, Spokane here. OK, over the years and every year. And we've seen it already this year. Only the fires haven't developed. But, uh, you know, we got a little windy today, you know, and it's a little bit on the warm side. We haven't had any rain for a while. Uh, but in years past, uh, you know, the news media would be all up in your face about it. Uh, the chances of fires are really great, blah, blah, blah. You know, they'd, they'd start the uh, they'd set the seed, they'd plant the seed. And lo and behold, uh, we'd get a fire. You know and uh, i've had some fairly close to the house here just north i'm on the uh, northeast corner of spokane uh you throw a rock and i'm on I, it'll hit on the other side of the city limit so um you know and i have watched these fires on these hills and i've watched the firefighters come in you know and they, they're very coordinated uh the last fire we had here a couple years ago was just north of the house on a big hill here and uh you know they had, they had the fire controller up above coordinating all these airplanes coming in. As a matter of fact I've got a really cool video that I took two years ago when they were fighting a fire I was uh, on the motorcycle. I was out by Long Lake which is the uh, lake the Spokane River crates uh, just uh, north of the house here and uh, those uh, super scoopers that he was talking about mm-hmm. they had three of them over there scooping the lake, going up and dropping the water on the fire and I've got I've got wonderful video of that mm. and uh mm. you know I've I've actually and then several years ago when I had my boat I was out on the lake and uh, there was a fire out there along the lake and uh we were on the boat and watching them scoop the water with those things my boys are fascinated by it uh but uh mm-hmm. you know we've we've seen enough fires around here and uh yeah, I, I just, it was always a, uh, a real coincidence that they would, uh, you know, uh, the news media would get up in your face about this stuff. You know, uh, the heat's on, the fire danger is high, blah, blah, blah. It also gives them license to shut down uh, state lands, too. Shut off campfires. Yeah. Uh, fireworks are, uh, you know, dangerous because we might set a fire. Uh, you know, all these things that restrict our liberties, Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately go in the trash bin because there is a chance of, you know, they, they will claim there is a chance of fire.
2: They did that in Montana this summer, Thumper, and we had the wettest early summer that we've ever had, Bill. Um, you know, we had like, I don't know, I'm going to say before the 4th of July, we probably had 10 inches of rain uh, in this area which is unusual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking <laughs> snow. I'm talking just rain. We, we, it is amazing how much rain we have. And yet they shut it. down the 4th of July almost everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They, uh, uh,
0: as a matter of fact, uh, we had a whole group of uh, Patriot Soapbox uh, folks that come to Spokane for a little meetup, and uh, we did that on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we were going to go out onto some state land north of the house here and do some shooting. Everybody brought their guns. We had, uh, oh, probably 15, 16 people were going to go out to this area where everybody likes to go shoot. We got there, and uh, the state had, uh, oh, I don't know what this gate cost them, but they put up this big, wonderful yellow gate uh, in concrete, you know, and heavy-duty locks on the thing, you know, and they said close for fire danger. Well, one (laughs) of the guys that we were with had a drone, so we put the drone up, and we flew it around over the area there it's just green as you could you know you can imagine just beautiful green so i edited that uh, video and uh and uh, uh let's see i forget where i posted it but i posted it care of hillary uh uh france who is our lands commissioner here in washington state i think i put it up on facebook or something and said uh fire danger you know and here's all this green grass and
4: mm-hmm.
0: everything going on and all we wanted to do is go out there and shoot that area has been now shut down for almost two years mm-hmm. it's state land mm-hmm. it's our land it's we're supposed to be able to use it i paid for a, a pass uh you know and that will be the last time i'd left that pass sitting on the gate and told them to go screw themselves i'll never, Ooh, I'll two, ne- I'll never buy another pass again
2: that that's what they want though uh bumpers they want you to Give up. Don't give up. Make sure that you tell those people. Well, if you've you got a friend off, with it. a D9,
0: I know we, we could use it. <laughs>
2: All right, good. That's the attitude. That's a good attitude. I'd go
0: yank that thing out of the ground in a heartbeat.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, and then take it down and set it right in front of the state capitol.
2: <laughs> oh, wonderful. Bill? Again, thank you, my friend. This is always—it's always, it's always it's such a great thing to have a discussion with you. But you got, um, you got my blood pressure up. Good, good. Maybe you'll run for uh, state office.
0: You need some help over there in Montana. We need—we need help here in Washington. But uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are under attack. That's for sure.
2: Oh yeah. man, you can't imagine. All right. Well, uh, with that, I guess uh, Bill. Thank you for being our guest, Stumper, Thank you for producing again a, a beautiful program and putting up all that information so that we could get Bill's blood pressure through the roof. <laughs> uh, yeah. you now you know it. a little bit more about Tim Sheehy. That ought to do it.
3: Well, you know what? It it, it just all like it still makes sense to me, Dan.
0: I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. you'll have to That's go out and right. cut some hay or something, you know.
3: I'm going to. I'm going to go bale some hay. Actually, I leave here to go bale hay. So, you know.
2: That'll be We're good. And, that. <laughs> and, if, and there's nothing like uh, bale bailing and bailing hay in Montana when you get a rattlesnake in the bale. I mean, there boy, that is great. No, seriously, I, I used to uh, look forward to that. Occasionally, you'd get a, a rattlesnake, and you're out there with the baler, And you pick up a rattlesnake and you hear him go through the baler. You can actually hear him go through it. It's great. Now, (laughs) keep in mind, that might be a politician.
0: (laughs) Uh, They come from the same family, right?
2: The same family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Well, I I guess with that, Ted, uh, thank you again for being our guest on Connecting the Dots.